Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, my friends. Sign for What Culture here in yet another crazy hotel room, but you know the deal. Sometimes I like to travel around the world and do my own wrestling because I am a massive wrestling nerd. But does the ups and downs stop? Ask the finger of power. No, it does not. And we just had Smackdown. Let's up those doubts. So we clearly wanted to do some big old numbers for Smackdown last night because it started. Who was in the ring? <laughs> Doink the Clown. It wasn't Doink the Clown. Can you imagine how many people would have tuned in? It was Jay or so. He could barely say anything when, of course, out came Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman and Sola Sokoa. And after about 10 minutes, they finally got in the squared circle it was time to do some talking. Oh, I tell you. After some acknowledging, Roman was super pissed because he was like, what are you doing, Jay? Who the hell do you think you are? You start the show now? Do you think you are the tribal chief? Because don't forget, you were the right-hand man and you became main event Jay Uso and the only reason was because of I, the head of the table. Now look, Roman Reigns is a manipulative piece of crap. He does kind of have a point. As ever, Jay just went into emotional mode and it was so good because he was like, I didn't want any of this. It was you that went crazy. It was you that lost your mind. And it was you that decided to turn on our family. If you had gone really quiet somewhere, you could have heard Vin Diesel go, yeah, that's right, family. Roman started to say that all of this was just jealousy, which is definitely the popcorn in the kettle black, when he really went in on Jay. Because <laughs> he was all like, man, you're selfish. Jimmy is in the local medical facility because of you. And as for Solo, well, he loves everybody more than he's ever going to love you. And you're never going to get a good Christmas present again. I mean, he didn't say that last one, but that was kind of the mood. Reigns then had this great line when he started to hypothesize. Okay, well, look, let's say I do lose at SummerSlam. Sure, you'll be the tribal chief, but then you'll fade away into obscurity. Whereas I will still be Roman Reigns. Now, look, this is one of the most horrible things anybody has ever said. But I can kind of see the seeds being planted here. We're moving away from the tribal chief because in around about, I'd say, seven or eight months, we're going to get good guy Roman. You heard it here first. It's not first at all. Mr. Head of the Table then made it very clear that Jay can't beat him by just going, you can't beat me when they stared at each other. You know the deal. You stare at someone in wrestling, it's serious time. As ever, the retort absolutely rocks. He was like, I I can beat you. I did so at Money in the Bank and that's what I'm going to do at SummerSlam. And look, do I actually think that's going to happen? No, but am I 100% sure? No, I'm not. And if Jay Uso does beat Roman Reigns, I tell you now, I promise you, I will shave my head. Now, I do not understand how WWE keeps making this so engaging, but it is. And this main event of SummerSlam feels like the biggest match we've had in ages, and it features Jay Uso. And I don't say that as a criticism. I don't say that as an insult. It just proves that he has climbed up the ladder, and no matter what happens, we got to keep pushing this fool. He's damn good. Let's get it up. For some reason, we then saw Grayson Waller and Jay Uso bump into each other, and Grayson was like, ah, oh, good day, mate. You should be on my talk show. Jay didn't want to be on his talk show, so he slapped him right around the face, and later on, they were going to have a match. And I was like, yep. Yeah. 
That's a pretty surreal situation. When we did indeed get what we were promised last week, it was Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio, with the winner facing Austin Theory for his United States Championship. Had somewhat of a crazy finish, otherwise I thought it was pretty damn good. Now, I was already feeling at the start of this, whoever does win this is gonna have to hit the go button, because while I do like Austin Theory, it just feels like all of these programs are going a little bit flat at the moment. Also, if you go and check out how Theory is backstage, I think he's been totally miscast. I'm gonna get flamed for this, but I would actually have him lose his championship, and then I'd turn him face, I said it. Santos was also working over Mysterio's leg to begin with, and I was like, well, that's not very fair. I mean, he's already relatively short to begin with, and now you're just putting him on the mat, and all of a sudden we cut to the sky boxes, and who was watching this? It was Austin Theory. This is when Michael Cole was like, <laughs> he doesn't have any friends. I was like, that's kind of mean. It really pissed off Ray, though, who slapped Santos Escobar, so Santos Escobar slapped him back, which meant we had a slap battle before Rey Mysterio remembered, oh, it's 2023, I haven't shouted out our sponsor, so we did dive. And they're just pinging each other around because that's what they do, especially Ray, because I cannot get over that he's almost 50, he can move this way when he ran at Escobar, who gave him this tilt-a-world backbreaker. I was like, that's it, he's dead. I mean, it was so mad you'd pay to ride it in a theme park, what, and eventually they tumbled over the top and they hit the floor. When Santos also remembered, oh man, I haven't paid tribute to our 2023 sponsor either, he did a dive, and then I tell you, even in the moment, I was like, I'm pretty sure Ray just smacked his head on the floor, and I actually think he did for real real. So when we came back to the commercial break, there was a doctor working on Ray Mysterio, and maybe he was concussed or something, we did see loads of replays of this, and yeah, his noggin goes right into the floor, to the point the official said, nope, you can't go on, they called it off, Santos Escobar wins, he's the brand new number one contender, but Escobar did look pretty perturbed about this. So I don't really know what's going on. Now, look, there's every chance it could have been a work. And if so, fair play. One, you got me. That's the point of wrestling. And two, you should be doing different things. We have 52 weeks a year of wrestling. And like 74,988 programs don't just do the same thing all the time. But I'm a little bit worried that Ray may have actually gotten hurt here. So if that is the case, I just want to send out positive thoughts to him. But it still worked in the confines of the match. I mean, maybe it kind of looks like Santos fluked his way through. But it is Rey Mysterio, man. He's a legend. WWE beats him way too much anyway. Giving it up. Then we're having a quick chat with Bianca Belair when Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green interrupted. Huh. They basically thought it was hilarious that she wasn't a champion anymore, which made me laugh, and that's why I love them as a tag team. And after they'd also taken a shot of Charlotte Flair, here was the Queen. So she just must have been watching this from afar, going, well, if they mention me, I'm definitely going to interrupt. What really got me, though, is that Charlotte then suggested they do a tag team match later, and I was like, wait a minute, hang on. Because you were telling me that Bianca Belair would agree to this, even though her and Charlotte have cost each other matches for months now, and that this is the only pairing we could find, because essentially, the women's tag team division, well, doesn't have any teams. I mean, I'm gonna wait and see what happens, and we'll talk about it more later, but we have to go out there, and we have to find more bodies, because right now, I tell you, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville could be a terrific run of champions. You just have to give them time, and you have to give them proper feuds, and not mix everything in a cauldron like you're some kind of witch. <laughs> Didn't need to do a witch impression. Like I say, get back to this in a sec. When LA Knight just destroyed some people. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. It was really fun. We still have to ask the question what the hell Hit Row has done because once again they were on the receiving end of this and after they had sent some words, Lars Music Hit, everybody went crazy and he just eviscerated them on the microphone. I mean, he called Top Dollar Uncle Phil before he essentially said that B-Fab was horny for him, so there you go. Well, he took on a shot at the Adonis. It went about a minute. He hit the blunt force drama. One, two, three. I was genuinely stunned. There was a tease at one point when Top Dollar interfered, and I'm sorry, if WWE had let Ashante win, there would have been a riot, because these fans were so into LA Knight. And when you kind of survey everything, this is what we've sort of done. So LA Knight is now part Stone Cold, obviously, part The Rock, obviously, and now he's beating people in 60 seconds, so he's Goldberg. I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. It also made me go, what are people mad about again? I have no idea. I'm very excited for post-LA Knight SummerSlam plans putting my faith in WWE, I'm giving it up. We then had one of the most exciting parts of the evening. So we went backstage and Bobby Lashley was hanging out and playing Nintendo with none other than the Street Profits. Now he wanted Montez Ford and Andrew Dawkins to change up their gear and he even had a wardrobe ready for them. And there's just something about this, especially because all three dudes haven't done anything in ages. And if you do turn the Street Profits heel, well, I think that may light a brand new fire under their ass. Cannot be sure either, but I think they may have called Bobby Lashley Big Money Bobby. I was like, right, you can't do this. One, there's too many nicknames now. And as the rumor goes, apparently this is all Vince McMahon. But two, aren't we calling Bronson Reed Big Bronson Reed? Which means eventually we get to WrestleMania and it's going to be Big Money Bobby Lashley <laughs> taking on Big Bronson Reed. And the winner gets the rights to the name Big. You'll be going, Simon, no wrestling company would do that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Go watch WCW and figure out what happened to the letter T. Still, this is Intriguing Times, which is the name of my brand new newspaper. I think we should pull the trigger on this and send them to the moon. They're three awfully good wrestlers. When I got confused, I mean, it's not a huge surprise, it is me. But we did get Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair, and the tag team champions lost. And not only did they lose, they lost to two random people that about 20 minutes had gone. Why don't we just become a tag team? And it just felt too soon for me because Green and Sonya have only just gotten the belts, but also Bianca and Charlotte were arguing and falling out the whole time as we asked the question, ah, oh, can they coexist? And the answer is yes, they can coexist. If they weren't able to coexist, one of them would have spontaneously combusted. I say it's all the time, I've got to move on. And the whole point really was that Charlotte and Bianca kept blind tagging each other, so they would turn around and be like, you've got to stop doing that. I don't think Chelsea and Sonya got anything in here. I mean, they had a little flurry, but this is just when the other top star would tag in. 
just whooped everybody's back. I mean, at one point, Chelsea Green's head was just being bounced into the mat over and over again like a basketball. When Flair was here, she did a top rope crossbody. Then Bianca tagged back in. She was going to do the KOD. Charlotte went nope, and she tagged back in. It's just utterly madness. They made sure they did a row before they ruined Chelsea's face again, and they got the one, two, three. I just don't understand why WWE does this. You could have got anyone to fill this role, but you picked the tag team champions. I do actually think the meat and bones of the match were pretty good, and I love Chelsea and DeVille as a tag team. I think they're tremendous. So I am going to give it an up, but this is the kind of thing that we have to leave in the past because I don't think it serves anyone. Like I totally get it's the build as we move to Survivor Series because Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair are going to be taking on Oscar, but there are many ways to do it. Once again, wrestling is a creative endeavor. You could have had Superman turned up. You could have beaten him. I mean, you actually could have done it. You probably shouldn't have done. Point is, down. Bailey was then backstage and in her bag, she found one of those notes that a kidnapper would send you. You know the deal, when you've cut letters out of a newspaper and you place them together to make a sign. So I'm sorry, bring it down. There's the crime counter, it rolls up to 13. If you did that in real life and suddenly ran the cops and they knew it was you, you would get arrested. Obviously it was Shotzi. This really freaked out Bells because of course it would do, so her and EO Sky were going to leave. When Oscar just walked in, basically danced around the place and was like, oh, EM Sky, you better not cash in that money in the bank briefcase. Not kidding you, it was a highlight of the year. Now look, Sky actually promised, oh yeah, well I am going to do this at SummerSlam, the premium live event. So that's kind of a promise. So now we need to figure out whether she's a liar or not. I would imagine she probably just tried to cash in and Bailey finally screws her. But I do like everything we're doing here. Like, this was only about four seconds long, but we actually built like three matches off the back of it. Kind of random, gonna give it an up. When everything went crazy again. So we were backstage with Adam Pearce when LA Knight walked in and he started talking about the SummerSlam Battle Royal. I was like, what SummerSlam Battle Royal? Sheamus then walked in too and he was all like, banger, 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 which always sounds terrible out of context. But there is gonna be a Battle Royal. Adam Pearce put both these guys in it and next week on SmackDown, they're gonna have a one-on-one -on -one match. Now, here's the thing. I've got no problem with doing this because it means you get more people on SummerSlam, which is always very nice. And the only reason, and I mean it, listen to my words, the only reason LA Knight should not win this is if we have a massive surprise return, <coughs> Randy Orton. But if there's nobody like that, he has to win. And post the premium live event, we have to go crazy with him. I mean, he's selling a bunch of merchandise. His reactions are getting louder. Let's just see what happens. Maybe he sinks, maybe he swims. It doesn't matter. I just need it in my life. You wanna know why? because I'm a massive wrestling nerd. So, let's all say it together, Knight must win. Great. Now we're very strange, kind of in a cult. And then Karrion Cross beat Carl Anderson in two minutes. Just gonna hold my hands up and say, I don't really get this feud. Anderson was also pretty much wrecking this guy before Scarlett interfered, and of course no wrestler can handle that, when Karrion did bust out this new finisher. Kind of put Carl on his shoulder and then just threw him around a bit and pancaked him. But listen, nothing to do with me. If I was Karrion Cross. I would definitely keep that. Cross then choked out Anderson afterwards because he wanted to kill this guy when out came AJ Styles and Meechin. So I suppose at SummerSlam, we may do the mixed tag. Does it make any sense in WWE right now? Because they've invested so much other time into other stories, whereas this is kind of just flapping around like some sort of bird. So it's just not doing anything for me and it does feel like an afterthought. But look, as I always say, if you're enjoying it, more power to you. That is the point. And I'm going to give it a down. I just think everybody involved could deal with more. We then cut straight to Roman Reigns and friends who wanted to watch Jey Uso's entrance because he is the damn main event. And yeah, he was taken on Grayson Waller. Now look, Grayson lost here, but you can just tell that WWE are into this guy. And each and every week I do see him becoming more of a star. I'm very excited about it. Grayson was up at the start of this too because he walloped Jay in the face. And then when he realized this area was wounded, 
<laughs> raked it as well. I was like, more of that, please, 1980s wrestling. Jay all of a sudden came back with an insiguri when all of a sudden we got which is the start of Roman Reigns music and not me having some kind of meltdown. And he came out because I presume he wanted to see this up close and personal. It also meant he had told the audio guy, you got to press play now. And because this served as a distraction, Grayson just kneed Jay Uso right in the face. I was like, that was unnecessary. And then he gave him his spine buster and he wrecked his spine. I tell you, Grayson Waller's good. Grayson then definitely mocked the people's elbows. So if we're not doing something with him and Dwayne Johnson at SummerSlam, this has gone totally off the rails. And I think Jay Uso was the same. He was like, yeah, look, seriously, are you doing anything with Mr. Johnson? Is he going to be there? Is he not going to be there? I need to know. He got so mad, he hit a super kick. The best part, though, is that after this, he looked at Roman Reigns, because it is serious time, 9,000, and he hit the spear on Grayson Waller right in front of his tribal chief. He went to the top rope, he got the splash. One, two, three, I tell you, Jay Uso is on a roll. I also somehow think both guys came out the other end feeling more like a star, and obviously straight away the bloodline jumped in there, and they were beating Jay up. But he fought back once again. It's just the little moments. Do you know what he did when he finally had his shot at Roman? He hit him with the spear. Everybody went crazy, so did I. Sadly, the numbers game will always catch up to you, so Sola Sokoa was then back. He just murdered Jay. When they did that Mortal Kombat finisher where Solo gets the spike and Roman hits the spear and it collides at the same time, tell you, that looks really, really damn good. At the moment, it hasn't even beaten anyone. It also meant SmackDown ended with Roman Reigns standing tall, which is yet more teasing when it comes to SummerSlam, so you can go, oh my gosh, who's going to win? But it is going to get an up. Round of applause. I don't care anymore. Is it one of the best wrestling storylines ever? Yes. Yes, it is. You can't change my mind. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. There will be ups and downs for AEW Dynamite. Oh my gosh, crossing the streams on the screen. So please do give it a click. When you can also go to whatculture.com, you can follow us on social media. And mostly, thanks for watching as always. I know these ones are a little bit crazy, but man, you've got to live the dream. Make sure you live your dream today too. See you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.